Hello and welcome back to all of our current and future shareholders of BitFrontier Capital Holdings, ticker symbol BFCH. We are, again, very excited to bring you episode number four of our Crypto Submerged podcast. Um, today, I am again joined by the esteemed Mr. Andrew Jilton, BitFrontier Capital Holdings CEO. I'm so excited to hear him. <laughs> you are always excited to be here. Yes, I am. Um, but today is, is really is... We're kind of wrapping things up a little bit, I think, and we're we're going to um, we're going to hear a lot of diving, deep diving, submerging. We're going to use all of the puns um, intended. Um, yeah, all of the puns will be in very much intended today because today we're going to be talking about liquid immersion, crypto mining. It's we're going to have time. Yeah, I think you know, I think the uh, the all six or seven listeners now now is is. Does Murray have the dogs listening now? And the two dogs are listening. One, one will stay. One will leave as soon as it comes on, and they hear my voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah so we're up to seven listeners now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But we're gonna, we're going to drop some real education today. I think um, I think that you know this is this is our world. This is what this is what we're doing. Uh, we're obviously um, on the brink of. Um, sites number one, or at least baby number one, our own site, site that we own, baby, yeah, um, kicking off, and uh, it's a perfect timing for for this podcast. What is? I agree. Um, and I could actually get Gary on here soon. Yeah, I mean, we gotta have the guru of liquid immersion. That's right. I mean, that's I right. I think I. Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. Actually. For for, the, for those that don't know, Gary Testa, um, CEO of Engineer Fluids. Um, Andrew and I are going to give you, I think, I think some good information. Yeah, um, and but some it will be fairly basic level knowledge yes. of um, of liquid immersion technology. When we get Gary on, be prepared to bring an encyclopedia with you, um, uh, a thesaurus. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sorry, a dic- and a dictionary. And a dictionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And probably Google too. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> But you will leave. You will leave that uh, podcast blown away by yes, the technology. Yeah, it is. It's it's actually quite amazing. I know we're making you know a lot of jokes in light of it, but this is actually why we got into this was to bring liquid immersion, to, you know, help make it mainstream. Right now, that's what we wanted to do. We see, we know the advantages and disadvantages of air cooled, and obviously, we feel like air cooled isn't the way to go overall and you know we like our our way a lot better and i think i think the advantages are pretty it's pretty obvious to me when you hear the dis- the the pros and cons between the two yeah so you know i think that's what people really need to understand yeah absolutely um well now we're all set shall we uh should we start this journey into the world of liquid immersion let's take a crypto island and yeah. definitely submerge ourselves let's submerge ourselves here water feature plays right here still can't use the sound effects you know we're no you know like guys we're working on it we'll get there okay well the first part of the segment we're going to talk a little bit about what exactly is liquid immersion crypto mining um you know we'll we'll cover some kind of some some basic stuff so mm-hmm. So, so start us off. What what exactly is what's liquid immersion crypto mining? Well, liquid immersion mining is actually pretty remarkable. I I it sounds counterintuitive when people get into it because their first question is, "Wait a minute, you're going to take my miner and you're going to which is an electrical piece of equipment. It's, it's essentially a fancy computer. Well, and you're going to dunk it into fluid and then it's going to operate within that fluid and it's going to be fine." Right. The quick answer is it'll be absolutely fine. And in fact, it'll be better than fine because it's going to be running in the most ideal environment that it possibly can be. And what people need to understand about liquid immersion is that you actually get a bit of a power savings yep. right from the get-go. And then if you utilize our PSUs, which we highly recommend everybody, you want to use the PSUs. We can show you the graphs and everything that, that support it. But what it's really important to understand what your watts or terahash usage is. And when you're doing air-cooled mining, for, for example, you're running a stock PSU and you're, you know, like a stock Bitmain PSU runs at around 92%. The other 8% just dissipates in the form of heat. Right. And using an upgraded PSU, for example, it's really simple. It isn't running like maxed out so you're not redlining the the damn thing it's running in more ideal and optimal setting 
And within the liquid immersion, you're, you're taking a dielectric fluid, dunking your miner in there. There's, you remove the fan, so you get a nice, uh, you know, eight, eight to eight percent at least power savings. We disconnect the PSU fans. We put on some fan spoofers to trick the system out to make sure that it runs smoothly. Right. And you're running in the optimal temperatured environment. You have the great, the uh, the inflow coming in at the right temperature and the, the outflow going out. And we can adjust the system accordingly to make sure it's running. But the, the best advantage, I mean, all of those things, you know, you're saving money on power, you're saving uh, cost here, but you can overclock safely right. versus air-cooled. Right. You know, that's the difference. You're running in the ideal environment and you have the ability to overclock, thereby making you more money, uh, de- decreasing your ROI curve and just making it better. Right, right. Yeah, I know some, some really good points and it's, uh, you know, they're... So, so much that we can go into here and we'll, we'll obviously, we'll, we'll go through the full list of advantages and we'll, we'll address some of the perceived disadvantages. And there are obviously some, some things that make, uh, um, I was there's no disadvantages and everyone would be doing it. There's obviously some, right. some drawbacks to, to, to doing things this way or operating this way. But ultimately, if you want the absolute prime, uh, the premium for right. your miner, right. We're we're going to discuss today why liquid immersion is is absolutely the way to go. But um, you, kind of winding back, you're talking a little bit about the the dielectric flu- fluid and something that we have noticed or we have found in our research and talking with other people that are um, very motivated, enthusiastic about liquid immersion is a lot of people are using um, mineral oil over specifically design engineered uh, coolants. You talking a little bit about the issues with using mineral oil? Well. Obviously, when we have the guru on, he's going to be able to explain to you in great detail. But you can use mineral oil to do this. It's just not very advised. Uh, it's not refined enough to to do this, and and it starts to eat away at some of the copper uh, parts. And over time, you'll you'll basically need to replace a lot of different pieces of the of the puzzle. And you know that's why we use engineered fluids uh big cool bc 888 the exact fluid that that they use one yeah it's engineered specifically uh, for use in open slick tanks that's that's yeah that's why it was it was developed it's not used for you know anything other it's not specifically used for anything else it was designed and developed to be used in the liquid immersion of of the liquid immersion cooling of of basic base miners Mm this is what it was used for and that's what we use and right you know we only we, use yeah. the best stuff out there, and that's from engineered fluids. That's that's that that BC eight 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 is is it's legitimately the best stuff. You know, I, I've heard of great stories of examples and things that Gary's done. You know, where he's held a a blowtorch to it. It doesn't light on fire. It doesn't doesn't start smoking. You know, the it's food grade, fully biodegradable. It's one of the only ones out there that actually does that. And you know, having been to to China recently. Um, you know, we visited one of the major, um, uh, you know, ASIC producers out there and they were using some of the other material, which is a lot cheaper or start. Remember ASIC mining, like computers, like cell phones as it's an electronic. Yeah. You literally get what you pay for. I mean, it's, this is one of the, one of those markets where it's like, if you if you pay for the 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 best of the best, you're going to get the best of the best. And if you don't, you don't. Right. And that's what that's why we decided to go with the best technology, the best uh, equipment, the best fluid that we could find. But we 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 could save a little bit of money using. Um, I could save a lot of money. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you could. And and that's obviously that's that's a big part of the reason why why um, you know some. Uh, enthusiasts of liquid immersion will 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 view it towards mineral oil and more cheaper uh, reduced um, engineered coolants because it's cheaper. Right. And and one of the challenges is overcoming that that initial capital expenditure of liquid immersion. That's yeah. That's one of the disadvantages that we'll that that we'll talk about. Um, the key difference. The key difference. We'll, we'll probably you know we'll compare liquid cool to air cool because it's you know it's it's the comparison and it's the, the question that we always get is what why would I why would I go liquid cooled fat you know, 12, 13, 14 cents when I can go to air cooled in a 7.5 uh, cents environment. And there's there's obviously a, num- a number of reasons that, that, that we'll get into. Before we get to that, the key difference between the two um, 
uh, methods is is the the methods in dissipating heat. That's essentially what we're trying to do, right? That, that's the biggest. I mean, that's the biggest difference. And we'll we'll get into the price variation, and sure. you know, we can explain how the the price difference is not actually that big, but. Um, yeah, the heat dissipation, that's the biggest factor, right? These things, in an air-cooled environment, there's a lot of pros to doing that. Number one, it's cheap. Right. But oh, in the end, it's it's a lot more expensive than people think because they see the initial price of, say, seven and a half cents, eight cents, depending on how many miners you have. To get a seven and a half cent rate, you're going to have to have, you know, over a hundred miners probably. Medium, medium level investment. We we had a we had a whole podcast on that. We did, <laughs> yeah. and you you need to be at sort of that medium range, you know, half megawatt or or higher range. But if you're at that range, you can get around a seven and a half, eight cents, nine cents, ten cents. It just depends on where you are, what's going on. But the 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 biggest factor is it's cheap to set up. You know, usually like twenty five, fifty dollars setup fee plug it in your miner, you're running, you're getting it going. But the main difference is, is uh, an air-hosted facility is always going to be in an area of the United States where you have cheap power. Mm-hmm. Cheap power means rural, means, you know, far away from everything, means um, that, you know, these are the areas that they're going to be set up, but it's in less desirable areas. So it's it's cheaper to set up for the, for the company doing it, but it also means that it's a, probably a humid environment. You know, you're looking at your Carolinas. There's a lot of places in Georgia. There's some places in Texas, obviously, as well. And in those areas, you're not going to be running 100% of the time. Everybody needs to have their eyes wide open. In an air-cooled environment. In an air-cooled environment, you're not going to be running at 90% of the time. Let, let's, let's remove the notion of power outages because power outages are going to happen no matter where you are. Right. So let's just take that off the table. But in, say, three, maybe four months a year, they're going to have to shut your machines down. Right. The sun is the sun is energy, is power, people. And it's yes. the, the ambient um, temperature right. in an area factors into the overall energy and the overall power going into the miners. If it's very, very hot, right. there is more... There is more energy coming from the sun that also has to be factored in. I think, yeah. you know, it's it's not just a 3,300 watt miner. It's the, right. the ambient temperature and heat that's coming from from the sun, particularly in those areas you talked about. That's why we 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 see more issues in an air cooled environment. Right, because I mean, and just just imagine this. So, your miners have to be shut down for four to six hours a day throughout the hottest part of the year. Okay, but let's talk about the other parts of the year. Okay, what happens when it's just moderately warm and your miner starts to overheat in that environment? Well, it's not shutting off, but it's just slowing down production. So you're, let's just hypothetically use a, a miner running at, say, 100 terahash. Well, now it's like slowing itself down to 90. To, so it doesn't, right when it gets into that overheating range. So your overall efficiency is going to be a little bit less. Now, down. You know, with that being said, in the winter months, you're going to be running great. Um, but then you have to worry about power outages. And that's going to happen regardless of where you are. Yeah. And and that's the nice thing about, you know, what we do. That's that's why we, we do things a bit differently. You know, when, when you're looking at your air-cooled contract, look at the guaranteed uptime. Is it 80%? Is it 90%? You have to look at those things. Yeah. It's not above 95% ever. And that's what you need to remember. And that's why when I say you get what you pay for, because even if you're, if you're fortunate enough to have say a hundred miners on hand and you, and you put them into a facility at say seven and a half, eight cents, something like that. Well, if your miner runs 20, only 80% of the time, Mm -hmm. what is your effective power cost? Right. Where are you power wise at that point? Right. Because, you know, and that's that's the one thing. Okay, so now it's been six, nine months, twelve months, depending on what environment you're in. Say a really humid environment. Now your miner needs to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. What does that cost? Right, one hundred fifty dollars an hour typically. Yeah. So every uh, once a year, you have to have your miner cleaned. You know, it goes down. I don't know. If you ask uh, Gary, that uh, you know, you walk into any air cooled facility in the summertime, you got twenty percent faulting out. Right. So. 
you know, I don't have any data to support that, but but I I definitely trust one of my colleagues and somebody that I I I, I work with every day, and and that's 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 the difference is you have to figure out your actual power rate, and and what are you actually producing over the, over that time? Exactly. You know, you can go to ASIC minor value and say, oh well, minor it says it'll make five thousand dollars a year. Well, what are you actually getting? Right. What is your actual return? Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 all great information. It's it's clear. There's some very clear, straight off the bat advantages, or, or let's say disadvantages in an air cool environment. That um, when we have conversations with potential clients and customers, and they see a sticker value of you know thirteen, fourteen cents for a liquid cool, they're whoa, 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 why, why, why would I pay that much when I can get seven and a half cents? Right. You know, over here. Well, there's there's the perfect the perfect example. There's the perfect reading. Right, right, and 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 there's there are pros to it. I mean, it's easy to get into and it's cheap. Right, that's that's the pro. That's the best part. And it's, I mean, and you could be up and running in days. Right, it's pretty simple. Right. If you want to build out a whole immersion system, and and you know, we don't have slots available for you, and you want to do that part. I mean, we're at we're at two months, everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's that's real. Yeah, that's just the way it is. We'll, we'll provide air cold air cold uh, in the engine if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 that's that's reality, right? Okay. So in an air cooled setting, um, obviously the minor rigs they're they're equipped with with fans and heat sinks to cool um, the the components. Obviously, when a when a when a hardware when a minor hardware operates, the fans are going to blow cool air over the heat so- heat sinks that absorb mm-hmm. heat from the components like the the ASIC chips or yeah. GPU sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, which is different. Yeah, um, and GPUs, but are typically yeah. That heated air is then obviously pumped and expelled out through the mining rig, mm-hmm. and in, in essence uh, allows for cooler air to take its place and right. continue to cool or continue the cooling process. Now, um, we've talked about you know areas of the country that experience higher temperatures. Right. Uh, you know, something to consider, um, particularly in a in a in an air cooled environment that is outside and not in a in a you know in a, a enclosed brick building. Right. You're sucking in that that hot air. That's the right. air that's being sucked in through the fans, right? And that is the air that is being blown over your your miner. So essentially, the air coming in obviously there's a process that's going to cool that down slightly, but it's coming in um, from the outside. It's being pushed over the miners to cool the miner down, right? And then expelled on the other right. on the other side. Hopefully, assuming that the, that obviously the setup in the rig is is appropriate and the filters are um, clean regularly and right. um, all that sort of stuff. So. Talk to, talk to me a little bit about sort of that process or, or how that process looks in a, in a liquid immersion. How, how do you, how do you, obviously we've talked about in a, an immersion setting, the, the miner is, is fully immersed, is dunked into, into the coolant. How, how does the, um, how does the system work to then pull the heat away from the miner um, once, once it's dissipated into the liquid? Well, the, the immersion setup is obviously a lot different. It's, you know, one of the disadvantages to it is it's it's a lot more costly to set up. Um, yeah, you know, getting into it is just a, a little bit more expensive. You're going to be in that 70, 50 to $75 range for uh, m- many miners just, just to dunk because it's it's quite a process to get your miners submerged. We have about a 24-hour cleaning process that the miners have to go through. That's it's legitimately 24 hours. It's not just something we say just so we can charge you something. It's it's a process. Um, but so basically, on a on a emer- immersion system setup, miners go into the tanks. Fluid goes uh, is pumped up to the bottom of the tanks, which forced through the miners. The fluid comes out the top, so the cool fluid comes in the bottom. The the hot fluid comes out the top. The hot fluid goes over the spillway out out into the dry cooler to be cooled and then brought back in. And that's why the the ambient temperature has a lot less of a of a, a of a problem for us. Yeah. We don't we don't need to worry about is it, you know, ninety eight percent humidity outside. In you know, we're not sucking the air in and pushing the air through the No, we're not pushing the, the humid air through the miners. We are actually just pumping the same fluid 
at the same temperature. Is there is there dust and debris and dead flies and cockroaches getting pushed through the minor there, ways? And there's, there was generally speaking not, unless you take really poor care of your liquid immersion system. Yeah. But we do not do that. So so there's there's no nonsense going through that. There's actually a filtration system built specifically yeah. to pull out any debris or any nonsense that gets stuck in the system. Yeah, S- slightly an inside joke, but. Um, you know, we, we, we were on site in a facility, an air cool facility in a, in a humid um, part of the country Yes, um, with a lot of bugs outside. Yeah. And I was, I was, I think disgusted is, is a heavy word. I'm yeah. going to say I was disgusted to see the, uh, the $4,000 machines with literal flies uh, uh, and, and mosquitoes and, and moths. And they were dirty. They, they yeah. I think there'd been, there'd been some, uh, there'd been some weather previously, like some rain. Right, that right, right. And dirt and dunk and it was like there was it was almost i mean i feel like there was almost water being sucked in then lives this the system when, it, when they when the system when it was raining and yeah. coming through the water wall yeah. and coming through the filter yeah that was an issue clearly with their with their filtering system right. but um it's not uncommon to see at the very least lots of dust lots of debris and on occasion bugs being right. being sucked in from the outside miners from air cooled facilities that are exactly in that way and you know that I mean, it, it is a fact. I mean, but you know, there's good and bad to everything. You know, I, I don't want it to th- everybody to seem like we 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 have a strong dislike for air cooled, but we just recognize the very the very obvious uh, disadvantages to us, and that's why we went in the direction that we're going in. Yeah. And well, some of this is just facts as well. It, it, they are facts. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's true. We're not. We're not. Uh, some. All of this. It's just facts. Yeah. 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 That, yeah that's true. And, and this is from our own experience of things we've actually seen and done on site. And we've, you know, uh, people don't understand. We actually do uh, know how and have operated and do operate air air cooled facilities. It's just not our personal preference. Right. So you know, yeah. that, that's just fact. Yeah. So, um, I've, 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 I've used, seen, heard this example before, and it's a good visual. I think, um, I don't know if it was like, you know, the Gary, the first time Gary ever kind of like really was going more into depth about the, 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 the advantages, disadvantages, but he talked about that taking this, uh, you take a burning object, a red hot object. Yes. Um, and you're trying to cool that object. Yeah. If you, hopefully, hopefully it's not in your hands this like this, great, but this example. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you take a red hot object right. and you and you blow you blow air over it through a fan or right, right. Blow, blow air over it. The the object will cool slightly, sort of, sort of, yeah, but not evenly. First and foremost, no, and not at the same quantity as if you were to take the same object right and drop the object into a coolant. You, you imagine you take any sort of um, hot object and you put it. You're washing the dishes or something. Right. You, hot, you put it in and immediately the the heat just dissipates in, into the water, right? Right, and into the fluid. Same, same concept. Exactly the same process, right? And and the thing about fluid is it's literally everywhere. Yeah. You know, you it, air can be blocked by different things, like uh, you know the heat sinks or whatever could get in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, obviously that's not what they're designed to do, but over time, heat sinks fill up with gunk, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. Or if if you're from Scotland, it's debris. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it the, you know, eventually over time, those things start to get, you know, filled with, with stuff. And the thing about liquid is, is, you know, you put something inside of it and it's literally, for lack of a better term, immersed in it. <laughs> and crazy. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. And then with the, with the flow of the fluid, you're able to, to optimally remove the heat in a much, much more effective way. Right. I mean, it's it's like three or four times more efficient. Right. Right. Um, okay. We we're we're kind of we're yeah we we jump right into to everything and we're we do what we do is just we're just having we're talking a conversation yeah, about, yeah. we're just talking about the things that we we're yeah. passionate about. So it's it, it's we we pretend to go off the beaten path, but right. It's, um. Okay. Uh, so let's let's kind of bring it around and go and go over. The advice of liquid immersion and kind of step by step. We've talked about the enhanced cooling efficiency, right? Obviously, the main advantage of liquid immersion mining um, is is unparalleled cooling efficiency compared to any other type of um, uh, cooling uh, process. Yeah. Um, you know, by directly directly submerging the hardware in a cooling fluid, is it's going to eliminate the need for for fans. Right. And, and that sound, 
the, the scene will going to eliminate your need for a divorce. Actually, <laughs> actually I see what <laughs> exactly. The, our, uh, um, uh, Tom Ellison has, has, a, has a small setup uh, right. in, in his house, right? Right. Correct. Um, that was our first test setup from, yeah. well, aptly from engineer fluids, of course. Right. Of course. I'm assuming running at uh, much lower decibels than when he had those things plugged in. Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, the the sound is this. I mean, that that's. I mean, despite it, the sound is one of the things that really is a huge difference. I mean, obviously, the optimal running is 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 really important. The sound is just something that I enjoy. Be after having you know 14 miners in my garage, I under I can appreciate the quiet part of it. But uh, a lot of states now are going, I think there's two states that have laws on the books yeah. to outlaw air-cooled mining, any any new air-cooled mine, miners coming in. One of the bigger differences is the lack of sound. And, and the only thing you hear is the dry cooler, the fans on the dry cooler. And and to, to relate that to people, it sounds basically like a dry cooler in a supermarket or anything like that that has like a freezer section or anything along those lines and that's all you hear right and it's relatively quiet uh, it's much more quiet uh fr- from a decibel perspective than tonight miners then i want to say environmental friendly yeah environmentally let's try that again yeah can anyone say environmentally friendly yes yes, yes. and that and that's and that's the part that people forget yeah you know i i was at a place in north dakota that had like ten thousand miners you know in the middle of nowhere how does that sound it's sort of you would have born seven four seven in your garage with with twelve, but right. I guess ten thousand miners. It's ten thousand through them. And- it, it was it was absurd how loud it was. But you know they put it in the middle of nowhere. But the it was like the farmer like two miles away. He could hear the sound so much and so loudly that even though this company had put a ton of money and I mean in the millions, millions and millions of dollars into building out their own substation and building it oh, with, with plans. I mean, I I want to say it was like another 50 million they put into this thing. And the, the, the neighbors around complained so much that they can no longer get a permit to build that, that second site out. Wow. So hey, that's incredible. That, I mean, that, that, that's absurd. I mean, when, when it's that loud and you can hear it from miles away, you know, again, so advantage number one, we've we've gone round and round on on the advantages, but let's 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 list them out a little bit. Enhanced cooling efficiency. Yeah, okay. that's the big one. Um that's you pull in for overclock. Okay. So it's important because number one, it it will lower the temperatures, less risk of overheating, less risk of causing damage to your miners. But can we also talk about it, the ability to allow now for a higher hash rate? Right. And and the ability to, to overclock safely. Right. Because of the lower and obviously the other the other, you know. In, in reducing the temperature and stopping all of the the thing we talk about debris dust and stuff going on it's going to enhance the life of the miner too which is right. which is another and also huge yeah another huge advan- advantage of the um enhanced cooling efficiency but talk a little bit about um overclocking and obviously the ability of um of the enhanced cooling efficiency and liquid immersion to, to overclock your units right right well obviously there's got to be a reason to put it in here, uh, put it into the the solution. And uh, obviously, there needs to be a reason for why you want to use liquid immersion technology, right? the The biggest reason, I mean, the the enhancements are are there, but having the ability to overclock the unit is is so important, and that's that's what people don't understand. Uh, you know, we we break this thing down you know, to, to many different, very, very in-depth levels. And what we've been able to, to determine is that using the stock power supply doesn't work very well. You're, you're running, you know, at, at a, a certain watts per terahash range, right? And what we do is we, we put on an additional power supply. So we basically re- remove the the stock PSU mm-hmm. and replace it with a custom made PSU for liquid immersion and, and overclocking. Right, right. And we don't make any money doing that. It's it's just something that it really has benefits. So for the example we use, you know, you're running at say thirty point eight eight watts per terahash, right? That's um, that's a stock S nineteen straight from Bitmain, right? Um, if you want to overclock that. 
you know, you, it, you put a bunch more electricity through it, you get a higher hash rate and then it doesn't really work very well. So if you upgrade it, you instantly get a savings. So you've already removed your fans. So you're getting about 8% less there. So you're using 8% less electricity. Now you're improving the power supply. So it's not running at such a high percentage, right? We're not at 92% anymore. Running it, we're we're adding a 5,500 watt unit to it. And we're, we're, we're only choosing to run it around 4,000 watts, a little bit less than in fact. And you're running at a much more optimal running rate. So instead of uh, just the stock rate being at say 30.88 ter- uh, uh, watts per terahash, you're running in around that 28 range. And, and <laughs> without even putting any more electricity, actually using less, yeah. you're getting about a 3% right. bump. Just with the upgrade on the, on the PSU? Just with the upgrade, right? And then we threw in a control card if we have to, which obviously, you know, we're developing. But, uh, you know, some miners we can overclock, some, some miners we can't with software. Yeah. Well, well, one of the, one of the, the quote-unquote disadvantages that um, we are people that are in the industry will we'll throw about is that, you know, there's some compatibility issues for overclocking. Right. Um, and and there, there are, you know, there are, there is a, a need to develop and, and implement uh, the correct firmware right. uh, control cards, but that's obviously something that 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 we're working on. That's what we're doing because uh, Bitmain uh, uh, they love to throw out curveballs, and and the and the most recent one being uh, the S nineteen uh, uh, Pro Plus. They all came out encrypted, right? So that presents another problem because Bitmain wants to control what they do, and it's hey, it's their company; they can do whatever they want, and. And but that's what we're trying to do is 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 unlock that because if we realize once we unlock the overclocking now there's like on the XPs and the you know G Pro G Pros and all of that that's this is already readily available straightforward it's yeah. it's easy to get and come by but L sevens is close L sevens is close for yeah we'll we'll have it ourselves but um so what you do is we we you know you continue turning up the power range and and that's you get get it back to a very similar watts per terahash range of a stock PSU. So you're you're really using no more additional power on a watts per terahash rate. Right. And we find that we can overclock you to around 20, uh, 25% in that range, more electricity, but you're getting around 22% more output on your miner at the same watts per terahash rate. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, you're spending no additional money, right? I mean, you're, 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 you're putting in more, more watch, which uses more electricity, which costs more, but you're not doing it at a higher rate than you are stock, which is the important part. And that's the part where people's minds start to, okay. But at that range, you're using a, you're overclocked at 22%. So let's say you're at a hundred. Well, now you're at 122 same miter, right? You've just spent a little bit of money on on upgrading it, and you know you're you're immersed, so you're safe. You're not you're not going to burn it out. You're not going to burn out your hash boards. You're not going to do anything like that. Your your miner is still going to last longer, right? Up to fifty percent longer than stock. And you know, keep in mind, if you're blowing a bunch of flies and debris through your through your miner, um, last time I checked humid air how good is that for a miner that the long this uh sounds like you're pushing some uh not uh engineered fluid through my miner which is probably not very well for the uh yeah for all yeah those no bit cool going through your miner so so that that you know in my opinion it's going to shorten the lifespan of of your miner by running it through air cold so you're getting a longer lifespan at a higher rate at so what I think is a very, very comparable price yeah. um, to that of air-cooled and the uptime, you know, that's, that's right. you know, the uptime because, you know, for our side in Texas, you know, the one, our, our baby, our first one that we own, right, yeah. is going to be, you know, running off of natural gas generators. Yeah. So if the power goes out on the grid, we're okay. We're just fine. Yeah. If the, it, you know, and how many, how many, uh, 
months a year do we have to turn our miners off for four to six hours? I think the answer is between uh, zero and zero. Yeah, they, yeah we, we don't shut the mi your miner down at all. Right. So if we're, we're running that additional 20% of the time or really close to it, you know, you're operating at the ideal and preset, you know, time that you actually think you're going to be mining. And so you gain that back with us. Exactly. And so you're, you're getting your power, your, your power usage is re reduced. If you add the PSU and don't choose to overclock it, you're still running it at a even lower, you know, a 10 per, up to about a 10% lower energy use. Exactly. It's still getting a 3% overclock right. right in that range. Right. And so that's how, you know, you take, you know, that's how eight, eight cents quickly becomes 10 or 11 cents. Exactly. That's how 13 cents quickly becomes 10 or 11 cents. We are, we are, we are debunking the myth that liquid immersion is too expensive. Remember, we are, we are displaying why the, the, the base cost, the sticker shock, um, price might, um, scare you we understand mm -hmm. but these are perfectly good you know reasons why uh -huh. it's really very very close to being the same well yeah and it, and if let me ask you this so let's take out the cleaning fees of say once a year 150 bucks a year mm -hmm. all right let's take those out so if you're running at seven and a half cents let, let, let's use eight cents because i could do the math easily in my head right you're 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 down 20 percent of the time I mean, over, over the course of the year. Well, that makes your eight cents, 10 cents. Right. Because that's your actual. It's math. That's just simple math. And, you know, okay. So now you're running with us. Say you're at 13 cents. Okay. But you gain back that 20% of the, of, of the, of the time. So that, that <laughs> makes your equivalent around what? 10 cents, right. And a half cents, something like that. Not, not to mention the lower energy consumption. Of oh yeah. Minor because you've removed the fires, you've moved, you, you know, Right. Portion. What 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 do we um I mean based on our testing, what do we estimate you're lowering the energy consumption by what percentage? Eight percent is the number we use. Like it's a it's a general to sometimes a little low, but it's fair. Yeah, okay. That's that that rate, you upgrade your PSU, you're using eight about eight percent less le less watts per terahash. Right. So you're getting that back too. And and again, you know, you get Excel out, you know, I don't want to get a spreadsheet out to, to go through on a podcast because people are supposed to listen to this. Yeah. But that's how the 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 equivalency comes out to being very, very close. Yeah. And and let me ask you, if your miner in an air cool environment lasts three years, but with us last five, mm -hmm. probably gonna make a little bit more money. Probably gonna make some more money. That that makes your miner work longer, last longer and make you more. Right. Right. So we have uh, enhanced cooling efficiency, number one advantage at uh, lower energy consumption, and number two advantage. We've talked a little bit about the noise reduction component, and that's that's obviously um, a third a third huge huge advantage. And we're, we're seeing more and more, um, particularly on an institutional level, mm -hmm. um, institu institutional. Try that again. Mm -hmm. We're seeing particularly on a institutional grade level mm -hmm. um, more and more issues. Uh, more and more um, local government pushback right. against the the institutional grade level uh, mining farms that are that are using um, air cooled environment right because because of the sound there's obviously an energy consumption it everybody off around it right even though they're in rural places they still have people around right and right. and it's really hard I mean you're talking that sound could be heard for miles yeah miles yeah yeah it's disruptive there there are some environmental yeah, issues concerns. Um, which, you know, not completely eradicated with liquid, but almost to the point of, of completely eradicated. You know, one, one other thing, and we talked a little bit about, um, the, the repurposing of, of heat and, you know, in a, in a, in a mining set and you're just, you're trying to get rid of the heat and that, that's kind of what we're programmed to think is how do we get rid of the heat? It's one of the biggest challenges, um, when, when, uh, operating a, a mining machine, but obviously, um, there is a use for that heat and, mm -hmm. and you can repurpose that heat um, to, to do some pretty cool things with. Um, in order to efficiently repurpose the heat from from uh, a miner, you you need ideally you need to use a uh, immersion cooling system since the fluid actually carries the heat much more efficiently 
Um, and it's easier to direct that heat mm-hmm. than if you're using an, an air cooled environment, right? Correct. It's still possible. You can still you can still repurpose the heat from a, um, from a mining a, a mining machine using air cooling, but just much less efficient, right? Um, than immersion cool, uh, cooling, which um, I, I had the the statistic somewhere, but I believe it's somewhere in the region of ninety five to ninety seven percent of the heat can be recovered right. in, in, a, in a liquid immersion um, a liquid immersion setting. So. Um, I, I read a really a really interesting uh, a piece that's about a Canadian company company Mint Green. Have you heard of this, this company? No, no. Um, they're they're basically a pioneer in, in repurposing the waste heat from Bitcoin mining, um, and that that they've they're actually working with um, the city of North Vancouver mm-hmm. to supply heat to over a uh, hundred buildings with seven thousand apartments. Really? Yeah, that's a, that's a true story. Should I think I think I have heard about this. It's it's pretty remarkable though. Yeah. Because it's cold up there, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. uh, North of the United States. Pretty cold, which is why they want to try to yeah take advantage of all that heat that they're they're burning off of the miners. But they're they're using an immersion cooled system, and they're um, the, the pump basically moves the, uh, the non conductive cooling fluid to a heat exchanger, mm-hmm. um, and that imparts heat directly to the energy corporation and right. distributed to. Uh, to 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 these these houses to the apartments. Yeah, and the really same cool. with your salmon farms, your favorite scary from Norway. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's no, it's really cool. There's 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 lots of different stories about um, uh, other other things. I've I've heard of food uh, food production mm-hmm. um, utilizing the heat from uh, to um, from low low grade level baseload heat to um, to increase food production. We talked about the um, the, the the salmon farm uh, in Norway, which yeah. At some point, I'm, I'm going to go visit because I would love to see. I, I just have this, I have this, this, this vision of, yeah, of the, of the, um, uh, of the, the, the salmon farm bubbling over for something. So, yeah. Yeah. And all the stamina that's also there. Oh, how does that? Okay, I mean, I mean, I don't think are they are they, eat, are they just skimming off the top and just eating them straight over there? <laughs> no, I, I have a feeling it's a business. Yeah, I actually, want to sell the salmon. <laughs> I just have a yeah. yeah. My gut tells me. Yeah, and we'll 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 probably do a full podcast on um, you know repurposing waste heat from Bitcoin miners using immersion uh, cooling to um, obviously lower heating is on you know control where all the warm liquid goes. Right, right. <laughs> First is and it's just like, exactly right. In the exactly. we'll we'll do a separate podcast and and possibly bring on you know a, a carbon emissions expert or somebody that is you know very knowledgeable in this because there are some really cool stories of. I feel sorry for Gary. He's going to be on here a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he definitely is. Yes. Um, awesome. So we, we we touched a little bit on the disadvantages, and, and I think um, one, uh, I'm going to call them, I'm going to call them a, a myth because there there is some complexity to, to, to this setup, right? It's not, it's not a case of just, yeah plug your miner in and, and run a fan over it. There's some complexity to it, which is why, you know, we, we, uh, we're very fortunate to, to work directly with, um, yeah, leading pioneers in, in this, in this, um, this industry, uh, engineer fluid. So, um, what, 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 a, what, what challenges with the maintenance complexity is this more of a Gary question. I think we can provide a little bit of detail on how we overcome some of the complexity with, um, the setup and, and the, the ongoing maintenance, because actually, once we get set up, the, the actual maintenance is fairly straightforward. Yeah, that's um, the great part. Right, it, it is. That's another huge difference is the maintenance. Yeah, and and obviously when Gary comes on, he's going to give such a great amount of information on everything in such great detail. And, you know, we're just scratching the surface here, everybody. This is this is just a very high level view of the differences between the two. I think it's uh, a, a view that most people will understand when Gary's on, he's going to go into such detail that if you don't have a PhD in engineering or something like that, it's, you know, it could be very complicated, but uh, a a liquid immersion system is a, is a simple closed loop system with the, you have a giant radiator, radi- let me try that word one more time. You have a giant radiator, which is the uh, dry cooler, with the fans attached to it. Obviously, you have large uh, uh, CPVC pipes running the fluid in and out, connected to a manifold where you have all of the tanks coming off of the manifold. 
Then you've got the uh, the fluid coming in through the bottom of the tanks, going through the going through the miners, coming out the top, going over the spillway, out back to the exhaust. I mean, it's a simple system, but you know, it's complicated. You got to get it right. You got to get the flows right. You got to have software to monitor everything, which we do, obviously. Yeah. You got to have your PDUs, your power cords, and all of your Ethernets. And then you obviously need the interweb. Right. You got to have an interweb connection <laughs> for your pre-miners to work. But, and, and then obviously, you know, the other advantage is, you know, we build our own nodes. Right. So for our, our first owned baby in Texas, we will have, it will have its own node. Maximum fleet soon. Maximum, or actually, it's the other, it's minimum fleet. <laughs> we don't want to increase the time that it's hit for you to mine. We want to decrease that. And that's what, uh, that's what we'll have out of there. Um, ironically, on that front, just to do a quick plug, but we will have a CASPA node in Texas. So all of you listening out there, these seven people that are listening right now, we have a CASPA node and that will be set up hopefully before you even get to hear this podcast but we will do another podcast on the all the notes that we have available and how to access them and the mining pools and all of that but yeah with that being said you know it, it, it's it's a relatively simple system you know you've got your radiator you got your your manifold you got your pumps mm-hmm. move everything around got your tanks your miners yeah but that's the expensive part too that's the part where it's it a little pricey right right yeah and and simple for us because we, we you know this is what we do and this yeah. is this is our area and obviously working with directly with engineer fluids is, is, a, is a huge yeah. having a great partner yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic partner um this system is, is probably not for everybody to be able to set this up and yeah. and and set up to the point where the maintenance is fairly straightforward is is a process that right. you know you need to have a fairly decent knowledge in in this field uh in this industry which which is why um, there's just not that many people doing it right now. Right. It's one of it's one of the reasons. There's obviously, you know, like the capital expenditure yeah. is is it's is brutal. A, it's like five or six times. Right. You know. Right. But I think you get a ten to twenty time better process system. Like 100%. it's worth the money for us to set up. But that's also why they're more built to suit, and that's why, you know, when a customer comes to us, like the one we're working with right now on the L7s. Yeah. You know, they say, okay, we're going to buy a thousand L7s. Okay, great. Yeah, and they're like, we want them all to be liquid immersed. Awesome, we we love that. We love that that level of client. Yeah, but there's also you know, okay, well, when can I have it? Well, we can give you a 360. Well, it's a little bit less than that now, but we can give you 360 slots, and then you don't have to wait 60 to 90 days for the rest to come online. That's right. that's just how it works, because we're not just obviously everybody. We're not just going to go out there and spend millions of dollars on setting sites up and then hope. Yeah. That people send us miners. Yeah. Like we, we have to do this a little bit from an, an intelligent financial, you know. We've talked about, uh, or at least we will talk about managing your, your Bitcoin mining and your crypto mining investment. Yes. Um, and that would not be a smart way to manage your investment if you were just popping up liquid immersion sites with one of the places. And customers. Yeah. That's not how it works, people. You can do that with air cooled because all, all you're doing is buying, you know, you get your power, you get your racks, yeah. and you get some Ethernet. Which we have to have too. You get your power cords, which we also have to have too. And you get your PDUs, which we also have too. And then the only difference between them is they have racks and we don't. Right. That's it. You know, we we have, instead of a rack, we have very expensive dry coolers. Because if you want to overclock, we got to dissipate that heat. Um, We have to have CPVC, which is about 10 times more expensive than PVC. And then you got to have the fluid, which is... Well, a lot more expensive than water for me. <laughs> so, you know, a, a fluid costs anywhere between ten and twelve dollars a liter. Yeah, and think about that: ten thousand liters, everybody. Ten thousand liters. Ten thousand for three hundred and sixty miner system. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and so you know, you, you have the cost of racks, which is nothing, and then you have fluid pumps, dry coolers, CPVC tanks. You, you throw all that together, and it's significantly more expensive to start. Right. You want a want a Mercedes or you want a Ferrari? Yeah, well, both pretty good cars. I like I like I like both. But I'll have either. <laughs> so um, we're kind of getting towards the the end of the end of the show today, but just kind of bringing things full circle in a, a, a quick conclusion of all of our items that we've we've discussed. Um, I think that 
the there's, a, there's such a promise and advancement in the world of crypto. It feels like we're we're kind of just on that cusp of 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 liquid immersion tipping over, and people right. really understanding the the benefits and how this can really push right. um, the industry of cryptocurrency mining forward. If we can lower the the overall capital expenditure cost, it's 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 the 100 the way to go. Right. Um, well, you know, we, we've done that for right. everybody, and that's that's what we've done, and and that's why I I, I feel like immersion technology is going to be the way of the future. I, I just feel like we're here in the beginning. Obviously, what's miners created a liquid immersion ready unit, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked that out, I would strongly suggest that we have them for sale at asicminersus.com. I've been to their facility myself in, in China, um, just a city directly adjacent to Shenzhen. And I, I've seen it. I've seen their miners up and running. I mean, there's a reason that they've created this. Yeah. There's not a huge market for it yet. I think uh, I think through Keith, we sold uh, 2,500 units to a, a different country outside of the United States. Right, so people are buying them. There is technology out there. It is happening. It's starting right now. And, and that's what it's important to remember because I'm willing to bet you a dollar that Bitmain will soon launch an immersion-ready unit. You're probably not wrong. I'm probably not wrong. I, and, and if any of the rumors we hear are true, it, it will be out this year. Wow. So, you know, it's just something for people to remember. This is not, this is just the beginning of immersion, not the end. Right. Exactly. All right. I think that brings us to the end of the show for today. Andrew, anything, anything lasting, any, any last words of wisdom for for our viewers and listeners? I, I don't know that I have much words of wisdom to begin with. <laughs> you have shared, you have, you have, uh, you have, Part a lot of wisdom on us uh, in this podcast, um, but to to reiterate, we're we're very excited to to bring on Gary um, in the next couple of weeks to talk in more depth about this stuff. You know, if you've enjoyed listening to Andrew and I kind of blabber our way through the basics, the fundamentals, um, and diving a little bit into some of the more complex stuff, then you're gonna love that. You're gonna love that podcast. It's gonna be awesome. Um, you're not gonna have to listen to me much because Gary will talk and he'll talk about this stuff like. Uh, it is his baby and he's going to talk about it that way and you're you know get ready for a six hour podcast <laughs> maybe it, it won't be one six hour be a, a six part <laughs> podcast that you'll, you'll have go out but uh, you'll have every bit of information you could possibly ever want yeah. about liquid immersion that's the best part and we're making jokes and having fun but but you will have every bit of information that you could possibly ever need to make it make your decision on which is best for you air cooled or liquid all right once again thank you all for for listening for those that are watching on our youtube channel thank you for for watching it's been our pleasure to bring you this podcast today we look forward to seeing you all and talking to you all soon and happy mining all right don't forget to like and subscribe to wherever you are visit email darren at darren at asicminersus.com or go to the website and get his phone number and start calling him and texting him. If you need any information on Liquid Immersion, visit liquidimmersionhosting.com. Hey everybody, thanks for listening and have a great day.